This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. Evening, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Friday Night Live of That Mill Podcast. Hope you're doing well. My name's Omar. Joining me as always, my regular co-hosts. First up is Mickey Simpson, the ex-fan on the board. Hello, Mickey. Hello, Omar. How you doing, fella? You all right? I'm not bad, pal. You sound nice and crisp today on audio, and um, we'll yeah, keep yeah, that yeah. between me and you for now. Why that sounds the case? But <laughs> why are you? You know, you want to dig me out. You know, you do it every week, and it's a running and it's a running joke between everyone and all our listeners, mate. That you just want to dig me out. That you know, unfortunately, I'm not as down with the kids as it is. I just um, think um, we managed to come across, you know, something on here, you know, where um, we, we managed to basically spot the flaws of Mickey's audio setup, and you know, today you'll sound crisp. So if anyone in the chat wants to just comment on how nice he sounds. And anyone listening to the audio afterwards on the podcast format, be sure to do so. Let's bring in um, Mr. Fizzler, Neil Fizzler. How you doing, Neil? You're all right. You're on mute before you start talking, just so you're aware. But how you doing, Neil? You're all right. 
Yeah, well, I'm not Mickey. I would have unmuted myself before I started to talk. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty good. Good evening, everyone. I hope everyone's had a good weekend. In and in answer to Joe Zampa, loving this gangster music. Joe, you follow me on Twitter, son. You know what my taste in music is. It is definitely not that shit. So Neil's already referred to the comments. So yeah, let's bring a few in. So obviously, just about up um, the, the gangster music. I think it's just a little beat to start the show. I think it's a nice little fine thing. I think was it your doing, Mickey, or probably? Uh, Stu I think it was mine. It? it was mine. Yeah, no, it was me. Mickey. I think yeah. But yeah, just you know, a nice little tune to it. But yeah, even to everyone in the chat, if you're not already saying hello, be sure to do so. Hello, Kevin. How you doing? Regular viewer. Hope you're well. Uh, Darren, hope you're well as well. Darren Swan, and also Gary Swan, if you're listening, you've been tagged in it. So hello to you too. If you're watching, be sure to say hello. Hello, Barry. Hope you're well, mate. I hope everything's fine on your side. Same to Connor and obviously Adam Scanlan. I mean, I guess he's talking about me there because obviously I was late last week, but, you know, some things can't be helped. Uh, hello, Keith. Hope you're well. Good evening to you too. Hope you're well and obviously everyone in the chat. Um, and, yeah, I think also Mick. Mick M, hope you're doing well, mate. So, yeah, I mean, today we're just going to talk about various few topics that come out throughout the week, you know, through twitter sphere so to speak and also news at then a couple of articles and also the club putting a couple of statements out for us to talk over we're not going to go into too much detail we're just going to give our opinions on what's going on and you know just some talking points from there so obviously we'll bring the show to you guys if you want to interact and give us something to talk about as well be sure to comment it below uh, i guess we need to obviously mention you know we, i think connor's actually mentioned it here we've not done a show this week it's been tough isn't it watching us a lot i suppose recently you know let's talk briefly on saturday's game just gone nil uh, we obviously we lost last week at home to Blackburn 2-0. Not great, was it? It was a cesspit of mediocrity. Mm. Yeah, it was absolutely rancid from start to finish. They should be thoroughly ashamed of themselves picking up their wages this week. Yeah, they've robbed us blind yet again. They were absolutely fucking awful. I guess the wheels just came off the bus on Saturday, Neil. Uh, I mean, fucking... The wheels, wheels came off the bus. Fucking, they <laughs> fell off the fucking bus, mate. That fucking thing was skidding on rims for fucking best part yeah, well, tell of you an what, hour, yeah, mate. They did not only come off the bus, yeah? They were last seen heading down the old Kent Road. Mate, they, they, they were. They, uh, it, a it fucking was, rate of knots. It the reason we didn't, yeah, yeah, no, that's it. The reason we didn't do a show on it is because realistically, we just didn't think we needed to put you all through ninety minutes or, or you know, sixty minutes. It would have probably turned into three hours worth of ranting. To be fair, mate. Um, but you know, we did put a, an into the Lions to guest out, an ex-player, um, George Jacks, which is a, a good interview. There's also a pre, um, there's a pre-show clip as such on uh, on our YouTube channel. Again, if you're not checked out the YouTube channel, it's that Millwall Podcast, make sure you subscribe. Um, we got some, we put videos up, a couple of videos a week up, and we put the previews for Into the Lion's Den, so uh, always check that out. So if you do need us, there is a back catalogue on there, and there's a back catalogue across our uh, our podcast shows if you've, uh, if you've missed us this week. So I do apologise, Connor. I guess the reality is, though, you know, we obviously we do a podcast and we try to try and, you know, give us a schedule to stick to. But we're the same as everyone else, really, that's tuning in to watch this. You know, we watch Millwall and at times you don't want to talk about Millwall because, you know, you watch a performance out on Saturday. And let's be honest, it wasn't great from start to finish. And that's the sad reality of it. But, you know, hopefully we can bounce back tomorrow. It's the hope that always gets you being a Millwall fan. And obviously tomorrow's another chance for us to put some wrongs right and we'll go from there. I mean, just to bring back to the chat, a couple of people that are latecomers into here today. As always, Gavin Smith on the drinking shout. How you doing, Gav? I hope you're well, mate. Check beers for me. Praha, Strapperman and Pilsner. I've gone with 
Blackcurrant. Mickey, I think you're on the Blackcurrant as well, aren't you, at the moment? Yes, mate. I am. I'm on the on the Blackcurrant in a Sam yep. Miguel glass. There you go. I mean, I've got a Carlin glass. I mean, I'm not a Carlin drinker myself, so I've got to distinguish that for a moment because Carlin is atrocious. But I've got a Carlin pint glass here, nonetheless. Neil, what have you got to hand? What's your tipple tonight? We've got a can of Red Bull for later, just in case I struggle with any of Mickey's stories. Just for advertising purposes, that's a can of Monster, not Red Bull. Yeah. So oh, don't sorry, worry. Yeah. And I've got a glass that I had with uh, for your of our favourite that I had with dinner. I have Traitors, broke, my, um, broke my sober trail for 2021. So I've had a couple of beers in the last couple of weeks or so, but not anything too jazzy. Like I said, you know, once the beer gardens are open... I'll be there in full force, don't worry, making sure to make up for lost time. But for the moment, I'm just, you know, going a bit teetotal for the, I guess, for the time being. But yeah. Um, also, even to Alan, hope you're doing well, mate. Uh, also, Josh, I hope you're doing well as well, pal. Um, also, John London. And there's some more shouts in here. I think uh, that's not a Red Bull. John's quick to tell you that. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, well, I'm actually looking at a Red Bull book in front of me. I see. So, subliminally, it was... Yeah, yeah, but still don't get away from you know what? pit of mediocrity think, from last week, does it? That I've, fakes I've, it. Do you know what? I think what I do is this weekend I'm gonna get on the phone to um our sponsor of Into the Lions Den and um and get them to send us some more beer. Um you send some what, to right? you, Omar. Send yeah. some to us. So we're 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 make next Friday show there. Um I think we'll make it sponsored by them next Friday and we'll get some beers and see if they give us a giveaway to to give to someone who maybe gives us the best comment or something of the night. Let's um to shed some light on. on that. You know, Mickey's obviously mentioning um our nice little sponsor we've got there for Interlines Den, the Brit Hop. Um, I think Mickey got sent some a little while ago and he's meant to dish me out half of it. I never saw the light of day of it. So I mean, yeah, if you want to get some more, it's, and obviously it's sent still, to my house it's, this time. It's still here, but I will get it sent to your house. Um. <laughs> Maybe you can get a speech this time next week and I'll have a beer on the show. How about that? So, um, well, if yeah. you fucking got off your ass and fucking popped in every time you go over Dartford Tunnel, you can't, <laughs> and just fucking said, Mick, I'm outside, give me the beer, I'd fucking bring it to you and then you'd have it rather than moan at me live on air and make me look like a cunt. Some good shots on I mean? here anyway. Camden Parallel for Joe Zampa. Uh, also, we've got Dark Fruits as always for Adam. Brewdog Lost Lager. Yep. I've got actually some of them downstairs, so I might maybe crack open one of them. Oh, yeah, the free ones. Yeah, I gave, up, ones, so. I gave up on that waiting list, mate, because I was number yeah, 50, 59,812, I think it was. I, think I was 51,000. It took about 90 minutes to get in. But hey, it was free beer. Mickey's right there. Yeah, free beer, is free beer. Well, I think, um, I'm not sure. I've not actually tried this. I can't comment on it. I think it was a new thing they've done. But yeah, you know, obviously, in that sense, it's free. Free beer is free beer, like we say. Um, even to you too, Stu. I hope you're doing well. Uh, he's not drinking yet, so I guess he's on, was it the Rosie Lee, probably? Probably on a cup of tea, maybe. But, yeah, and also even to Keith. Stuart's drinking fucking iced coffee. That's what that's what all the Yanks do, isn't it? Iced coffee or iced tea, do you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, it could be worse. You know, you could have uh, Biden as your president, eh, Stuart? <laughs> Should we uh, yeah, well, turn it could our... be even worse. Yeah, but he could actually have Meghan and fucking Harry as his neighbours. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? They're not that far away from him, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, well, I suppose we'll talk about this one quickly from Barry. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw the story this week. We was getting links with Luke McCormick, Chelsea midfielder, youngster who's on loan at Bristol Rovers at the moment. 
Um, I've not seen a lot of him personally, but I, from what I gather, and I, I have a couple of people that I've asked about this one just to get more, sh- share some light on it, Bristol Rovers fan and also a Chelsea fan. Um, and they've both said that he's a good player, but he's he's not like a, a bulldog terrier midfielder that, you know, maybe we'd be looking for, maybe a bit of a pretty footballer. So, I mean, you know, not to suggest he wouldn't fit into here, but I think, you know, when I'm thinking of a midfielder from Chelsea, I'm thinking of George Savile type. And from what I gather about Luke McCormick, not to write him off before he's even signed for us, don't know, a bit hesitant about it. I don't know what either two of you heard about him or if you do you know anything of him, Neil at all? Have you heard the name before? Well, the only Luke McCormick I've heard of the convicted murderer at Yeah, down near at Plymouth Argyle, the goalkeeper. Yeah, I remember but, that one. But to be honest, I've got no idea about this fella. I haven't I haven't seen him play. I don't even know where the link came from. Was it yeah, was it Lee Evans on Hoff by any chance? Because it's because his success record is pretty poor. So I don't know. Mickey, you're on mute if you want to talk. I'm not sure if you are planning to talk, but it looked like you're starting to no, talk. No, no, get the get the yellow get the yellow ties out, mate. Do you know what I mean? Be a member of that club, yeah. No, it's uh, I love the Lee Evans transfers, mate. They're always uh, they're always a good listen or a good read, mate. So uh, yeah, all good. Um, Josh has gone off a bit topic here and gone to talk about the F1. I think it was testing today, which I was watching as well. So there was I a. I can't fucking stand it. It's not even. I love sport. Formula One. I'm a big fan of it. I do like the Formula it's One. Absolute so. shit. I think it's not the it's same not as what even was. Sport. It's not the same it's as what fucking was. cars going around a track 50, 60, 70 times. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather watch fucking paint dry than watch that shit. It's real life scare electric. Well, yeah, it, it's it's obviously lost its kind of, I think, niche, I suppose, maybe in recent years. It's obviously lost its uh, V12 engine power and the sound of it. And a lot of people get disappointed by that. But yeah, I think Stuart's had his right reply. He's saying he's on the water and then the middle finger up to you, Mickey. So I'm sure you give him one back, sure enough. But yeah, David's made a good point here. If we get to steer it back to Luke McCormick, I mean, if it means Woods going back to Stoke, yes, we sign him. I think Woods was speaking to news at the end of the week I saw, and he was in the dark as much as everyone else is as to what his future holds. I think he's got another year left on his contract at Stoke City, which a lot of people didn't know of when we signed him last summer on loan again. Um, and obviously, you know, it's, it's in a sense there, it could be a Woods replacement, maybe McCormick, if, you know, if he comes in. Like I said, he's a bit of a passer of the ball. Um, and that's maybe a Ryan Woods replacement there, maybe ready and waiting. What do you reckon, Neil? Well, I read some comments from Rowett today that he isn't going to go back in for Alan Campbell, the Motherwell uh, midfielder, that he's actually looking for a for a goal-scoring attacking type of midfielder, which would actually rule Woods out, I think, wouldn't it? Because you have a many goals he scored with us, one, maybe one assist, I don't know. I don't think he's even scored but, for us. I'm happy to be proven wrong. I don't think Rowers has scored a goal for yeah, us. Yeah, no, I don't think he has either. So that so that would rule him out, I think. He, well, he's obviously got his targets in mind. I see that Gavin said that it was Alan Nixon and the son that broke McCormick's story. Alan Nixon, for those that might be thinking, oh, Alan Nixon and the son, he's got very, very, very good football contacts. Mm-hmm. Very good contacts in his column on the Sunday. And invariably... There is a lot of substance in stuff that Alan Nixon comes up with. So I definitely wouldn't rule that one out. No, I think you're right. I mean, if it, I think oh, he is, I think he's at Reluctant Nico on Twitter, obviously Alan Nixon there, like you mentioned. And he does seem to be quite the ITK person, especially for Northern clubs. So, I mean, McCormick is obviously a Chelsea boy, so we won't go as far to say that, but I know he does seem yeah, to have. 
yeah, he might have a northern it. agent. Yeah, he might have a northern agent or an agent that Alan Nixon talks to. So I would say that there's definitely interest there if that's come from Alan Nixon. We'll have to wait and see. I think Gary Rowett's obviously looking to reshape the squad. A lot of talks in the summer about what's to come. Um, I guess it leads me on a little bit to next season. And obviously this week, the club also released a statement, chaps. I mean, I glossed over it. I'm not going to pretend to read all of it, but it was um, for, via Steve Cavanaugh, like a column. You, they penned it. Go did on. you gloss over it or did you just fall asleep through it? Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, it, it wasn't, it was a much of a nothingness as you know, I'm sure Mickey, you said to me previously about this uh, statement, but yeah, I think, you know, it was more of the same, obviously encouraging us to keep buying on iFollow and obviously, you know, kind of put forward their plans after next season. They're hoping to bring out memberships and season ticket forms and applications for over the coming weeks for next season, which is promising. Obviously no one really knows whether or not we'll be able to go back, but if we believe what the government's saying, hopefully next season we should have a full house then i mean that's what everyone's hoping for i know i've missed it desperately and i kind of don't bother missing it anymore if that makes sense like obviously when i talk about it i realize how much i miss it but i try not to think about it anymore but yeah i mean what did you make of the statement mickey from uh mr Cavanaugh the other day it's it's good that we're getting statements out from the ceo and we need you know it's good to have you know fairly regular statements coming out um but they are just, you know, they are what they are. They're just PR PR exercises to keep telling you to keep doing stuff. Um, you know, they. If you look at it on a on a business point of view, the fans haven't been there for over a year. Um, yes, there was a couple of games, but realistically, the fans haven't been there at the end of the year. And the biggest concern, what's always been, and I've spoken to the club at the beginning of lockdown, the, the very first lockdown, that you know, if this lockdown was to continue for a long period, how how are the club going to be able to, to focus on retention um, and, and obviously enticing people back? Because we, we said it, if you go back to, you know, last March when, when we first started, Omar, we had conversations about, you know, people realising how much money they're saving and, and watching it on iFollow, et cetera, et cetera. I know allegedly iFollow is going to be looking to stop once we come out of lockdown and whatnot, but, you know, the the biggest problem you're going to have is, you know, people looking and going, well, actually I'm not spending £400 every other weekend or £400 a weekend going out on the piss, going to Millwall, et cetera, et cetera. And that money's sitting in people's pockets. So it's going to be hard to get people back. We all know of people who are watching it on iFollow now and, you know, and, and lost interest with everything that's gone on with the club at the moment and all that. Will that change? I don't know. Um, you know, Home games and whatnot, I think more people will probably end up looking to try go away games um, with everything that's gone on and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's one of those. I think um, I think it's just going to be, you know, when we do go back, it's going to be football, but not as we know it, probably. You know, I'd even take a home game where I can go down the five bells. I, I'll motivate it on a Saturday sometimes, but it's been rebranded in recent years. And I, I could even I could even take a home game just so I can go back out and you know have the same faces that I see on a, on a regular basis. It's obviously missed it a lot. We spoke about it loads of times before. Um, Neil, an interesting part in the statement, which I'll read word for word, just a paragraph. Kavanaugh paid tribute to John Berylson. He said, "I cannot articulate just how indebted we are to our chairman, John Berylson, for the way in which he continues to support the club year after year, but never more so than in the past twelve months. In my view, we have the best chairman in English football for so many different reasons, and hopefully, he too can be back at matches sooner rather than later when restrictions are lifted, especially as he's now fully vaccinated. Obviously, American over there probably getting American vaccines different ages, but." 
what what of John Berylson? I mean, we've spoke about him before. I know the chat probably could give us uh, some testimonies of him as well, but a proper Millwall man, isn't he? And obviously he's really stuck by the club in recent years. I won't say what not as much as Mickey said in that last, in his last little thing. I think, uh, yeah, I think that little thing in the corner's 31 whatnots, wasn't it, Mick? In all that. Berylson, what can you say about John Berylson? He's stuck by the club through thick and thin when probably other chairmen would have walked for whatever reason. Yeah, we've, yeah, but let's face it, it's costing him a lot of money being chairman of Millwall every year, isn't it? Millions and millions of pounds that he's pumping in. Okay, cynically, I'm going to say that he's going to make hell of a lot of money with the regeneration, so it's speculation to accumulate. Yeah, uh, but I defy anybody to have a go at John Berylson. Okay, we'd all like him to dig deeper. And uh, and give us a lot more money for yeah f- yeah for that marquee player that we're all crying out for for a decent striker that we're all crying out for. But you can't I can't sit here and say anything bad about John Berylson. Uh, John Berylson, yeah, probably probably I think Mick Saunders is right that he probably is the best chairman in this club's history, and uh, we would be at absolutely in the shit without him it'd be interesting i mean you mentioned about the regeneration but i mean maybe mickey this is more your forte obviously with uh, your dealings as a public figure around the club for a few years and helping with the defend our den project um i'm trying to save the straight face but no i, I fucking mean, saved it you can't me and course. a few others mate so don't <laughs> fucking give it have a bit of respect omar you're fucking 20 years younger than me. Have a bit of respect for your elders, will you? Mickey Come today found out he was 20 years Mickey younger than Den, it's going to be Listen, renamed. You know what? Do you know what? Do you know wait, what? Wait, wait, I'll get to my point first. One Shut second. Up, one minute, one minute, one minute. The most depressing thing today was realising that Omar was born in 1995. That was the most depressing thing I've had all week. I look well for it, I think, as well. But anyway, no, what I was going to say, Mickey, when I was going to bring you in there, pal, was... Because Neil's talking about he's just speculating to accumulate, you know, the regeneration. Mill don't necessarily. Do you think Mill will go up in value because of this regeneration project in your eyes? And I know this is going off topic a little bit, and maybe the chat can give their own opinion again, like I said. But, you know, we're going to take it somewhere here. But, you know, is the club going to go up in value? Because we don't own all the land at the Denny. We don't own anything. We don't own any of it, in fact, do we? So, like, we have a more of a say of what's going to go on in this direct impact around the den. But then maybe aside from that, you know, it might not be as hunky-dory as maybe what some might say. The reason with the, the reason with the regen with the fight, when we when when AMS started the fight, was that we thought it was unfair that there was a whole regen going on and Millwall weren't being invited to that table. So we kicked up, um, you know, got Steve Norris, 45 grand libel case uh, and a few other people to, to leave different boards and, and highlight and shine lights in different areas to embarrass people and whatnot. Eventually, we managed to get to the get to the stage where the, count, the council um, cancelled the, um, the, the sale agreement. The, um, there was a sale agreement around the land which basically meant that the land with Millwall lease the council had entered into an agreement with renewal to give that land to renewal. Uh, and now, allegedly, that's that's all gone. Um, a few, what, two years ago or whatever, that was allegedly put forward that um, the council could get out of it and obviously look at giving Millwall a long lease and everything else. But Millwall actually don't own anything. They don't own 
um, the ground because obviously it's leased from Lewisham. They don't own the car park. They don't own the community centre land. They don't own any of the the, the parcel of land, what, what they sit on and what they wanted to be able to develop their self. It's, it's all on a long lease. Um, and, and the problem you've got from that is that we don't own the training ground unless it's, unless it's differed, which I can, you know, I can double check at some point, but we sold that to, um, I think it was Oxford university pension fund. So there was a, there was an option to buy it back. Um, but I don't know if they had brought it back yet or, or, or not. So, you know, it, it's what what's the club financially worth to Steve, um to um, John Berylson? I don't know because if you don't actually own anything apart from the, the name, um, then potentially it, it's probably not a lot. But the money he's put into it, um, personally, I can't I can't fault John Berylson, um and what he's done to the club. Um, you know why? You know. Is he here for the regen? I don't know. The regen I can't see being completed for at least another 10, maybe longer years anyway, to be fair. Um, so, you know, he is going to be in it for the long haul. Um, but as a person, he's good as cold. I've spoken to him plenty of times on the phone, everything else. Um, I've been to the AGMs where people have questioned his loyalty to the club and he always sits there and, and you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't take money out. He converts it into shares, but, you know, even the loans he converts, he's, 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 he, he is, is a good chairman. You're flexing take a breath, so hardly. He's flexing so hardly, isn't he? No, he doesn't take a breath, but he's flexing. You know, Mick, when, uh, you know, you know, I'm like this. And, no, yeah. it's not. No, no, no. Look, I, I haven't <laughs> compulsory I haven't purchase order was the word that you were looking for. No, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was, um, no, it wasn't. Anyway, compulsory, compulsory purchase. purchase. See, yeah, but that's not the that's not the sale like agreement. Yeah, but anyway. that, was, that was all to do with the sales agreement as well. So yeah. So um yeah, I think the chat's realizing as well. Just you know, I've missed out on a few times here, but um a few previous heroes. But yeah, I mean, Sheridan Cascari and Herlock and Carter and the likes of Alex Ray, they're all names to me. Unfortunately, I can go back and hear these shows that Neil does with um George Jacks and you know all these sort of people. They're just names to me. I'm sorry to say it, but you know I live more in the modern day with the likes of Ali Fusinis and John Marcuses. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, we've been, I've been Carlos. treated. Quite, uh, I've been treated quite well, and Carlos Fengera, exactly. So I've been treated quite well. <laughs> but um, back to Berylson as well, though. Like, Gary I mean, Taylor Fletcher and exactly uh, and my people like that. Yeah, and Renegi. You know what I mean? But um, on Berylson, is he? Am I wrong in thinking? Or am I right? His son is involved in the board as well, or is that? Yeah, is he jo- not? James is involved now, so yeah, it will, he'll end up. Ideally, I think John wants him to carry on doing it because obviously John's getting older and he, you know, these transatlantic flights because he likes coming to watch and all that. I mean, don't forget, you know, nothing about Millwall when he came in. I mean, depending where you look, there was speculation that he was possibly looking at Leeds or he was possibly looking at West Ham. Um, and then he come to us through um, Disavery. I think it was probably the regen option what what probably brought him to us. But I think he was possibly sold a bit of a pup at the beginning. But he fell in love. He, he, he got the bug. Um, and I think, you know, from then on, but I think in his time he's been there, he's invested over £70 million. And this this last year, I think he's been investing about a million, a million and a half um, a month because I think he's been paying the wage bill. We had the um, bit, price oh, yeah. of football, didn't we? Go through it with us, Mickey. Yeah. We, we yeah. said roughly it's about a million and a half a month we're losing, ain't we, as a club? Yeah. So, which he's obviously writing off his losses and just put it into debt, isn't he, I suppose, in that sense, isn't he? Yeah, I, you know, I mean, John as a as a person, I mean, his family are... 
are, are, you know, they're not short of a few, Bob, but they're good. I mean, depending where you read, allegedly he looks after um, cancer patients who can't afford cancer treatment in America. He, he, he invests into his family, invests into into a hospital or two out there where they do stuff. So, you know, they are they are great. They they do, you know, support a lot of good causes and whatnot. And I think Millwall's just, I think he just likes Millwall. He likes the the ethics. I mean, he's an extra Royal Marine. He's, you know, he's... Um, you know, his military is very loyal and he's been loyal to us. And yeah, I, I don't have a, a bad word to say. And I think hopefully he'll get all his money back once the regen starts um, and then see what happens there. But honestly, with the regen, I don't think that's going to happen for another 10, 15 years at least. I think um, we're going down memory lane here with Joe and Alan here saying, talking about John Fashnu playing for Millwall. Again, I know John Fashnu for more reasons than just football, personally. Obviously, TV star in the early 2000s and late 90s, wasn't he? But yeah, <laughs> again, uh, before my time. What was it again? Awuga. Is that with John Fashnu? Was that not him? <laughs> Awuga. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. Like My time, I'm, all these players, you know, I've missed out on. But hey, it is what it is. And Joe, you're right. I have missed out on... The, the old den I'd have loved to have been there or seen it once in my lifetime but my dad's told me stories but I've still got his old ticket from the last game against Bristol Rovers um, in a frame somewhere and I've also got a key ring of it so you know I've got some sort of history I suppose in that sense but yeah crazy really isn't it I think people you know I do miss out on the old den because you hear all the stories about it and obviously all the players that used to play there and the unbeaten runs we went through in the 70s and stuff like that so yeah it's unfortunate 60s. but 60s. Was 60s. it four, well, four seasons, wasn't it? Uh, 59 games, if you've you actually paid attention to the George Jackson interview, Omar. Ooh. We did actually we did actually speak about it in quite some depth. Neil's in a good mood today, guys. I'm sure everyone can tell. So, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so we've spoke about, a bit about um, the statement from uh, Steve Cavanagh the other day. He, he called it a column. It was a statement, isn't it? I suppose in every sense of purposes. Um, no, sorry. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, no. Can I pick you up on something? It was actually propaganda that Joseph Goebbels would have been proud of. There you go. Well, <laughs> allegedly. Well, no, so yeah, no, there's no, yeah, no, there's no allegedly about it. It was a piece of propaganda from the club. Yeah, that's all it, it was. Yeah, well, as you said, yeah, well, it is what it is. It was a PR exercise. It is. It's yeah? a sales. It's therefore, a sales pitch. Therefore, it is a piece of propaganda. The club always makes lots of, you know, gets good good revenue from the uh, um, early bird tickets. So they just want to make sure exactly. that, you know, exactly. they're going to get, you know, loads of people in. Um, it'll be interesting exactly. to see the figures for early birds. And I hope not just us, but I hope throughout all the clubs um, that, you know, that it works in the right way that come August, September, we are out of lockdown and we are moving forward and, and there is no risk of uh, further lockdowns and then football can go back. But I think it will be football, um, as I said earlier, not as we know it. Um, it will be a different different effect. But yeah, hopefully they bring back loads of different roles. Hopefully they bring back loads of the, the rules what are there and, um, and, actually, I'm not and so go sure, from there. Actually, Mick. Yeah, I'm not so sure because what's the point of the vaccine? By then, everybody would have been vaccined up. Yeah, yeah, but for the, the, for only, the vaccine, the only, yeah, the only thing I think you won't see, and I can't see it for next season. Yeah, as Gavin said, everybody's going to be vaccinated. I can't see away fans being allowed in, not for the first two or three months of the season. Yeah, possibly, but the I vaccine think that's again, one thing. Questions. I mean, lads, let's be honest. Who the fuck really knows? 
we can all just hype, right? Yeah, <laughs> we can all, yeah, yeah, but, but, can all I mean, hopeful, yeah, but I mean? the vaccine, what vaccine, what both me and Neil have had, the Oxford one, is only about twenty four percent effective against the South African, and also it's you know they don't even know what it is effectiveness against the Brazilian. So that's where the that's where I think the government are going to end up getting us by the bollocks. It's by all the new. Yeah, but that's strains. just close the borders then, and that's not let any in. Yeah, let anyone in from a red zone country. Don't let anyone in at all. Just right, don't let anyone in at all. Let's um, steer this on to uh, modern day Millwall, please, guys, and talk about uh, Gary Barrett talking about something that I'm quite for. He's against it, but it seems, or f- quote unquote, for the sake of it, young players and giving them their debuts to impress in the team. So, again, speaking to news at then, I think John Kelly's been quite busy this week with him by the sounds of it and by the looks of it. But he's uh, mentioning, obviously, about the idea of young players playing. And the headline of this is he's not blooding some of the Mills Academy players in the first team for the sake of it, even if promotional relegation ends early this season. He mentions one player that he thinks is close to being involved, and that's Junior Tientia, the left wing back, who um, I'm sure, you know, he's mentioned Hayden Muller and Tyler Bury in this as well, and obviously he gave him debuts. But I think he's not really looking to play players for the sake of playing them. Not something I was technically saying, Neil, but what do you make of that? Obviously, he's saying even if there's nothing to play for, he's not going to bring in any of the younger players to see what they're made of. I mean, that's what I take it as personally. Yeah, with Tientia, I think he'll play tomorrow, won't he? Because Scott Malone's on loan from Derby. So, interesting. I guess that he's actually, I guess that he's actually been uh, cup-tied or whatever you want. He can't play against his parent club is what I'm saying. Uh, it is interesting, I think. I think, yeah, but he's obviously got his own opinions. He's paid to manage Millwall. He lives and dies by that, doesn't he? Let's face it. Yeah. Uh, After watching some of the performances in the last few weeks, I don't want to watch much more of it, if if I'm actually quite frank. It has been absolutely fucking depressing. So, what's he really honestly got to lose? He can, he can blood some of these players... And let's see what they can do. Yeah. Uh, Tiencia, or whatever he's called, I'd rather see him play tomorrow rather than Shane Ferguson, who isn't going to be around next season. Yeah. I think Shane Ferguson's out of contract at the end of the season. He hasn't signed a new one yet. So the chances of him staying are pretty remote. Yeah. We are safe. I think we are safe. So I can't see what he's really got to lose. Let's give the likes of Bury and that a go. Hayden Muller, possibly, at some stage. And, yeah, well, let's see if they're any good. Let's see if they're any good. That's all we're asking for. I'm going to go on the limb and say it right now. Shane Ferguson starts tomorrow. I'm going to say it right yeah. now. And I think Tienza should start, but Shane Ferguson starts tomorrow. Despite not having a contract for next season, probably going to yeah. be leaving. Shane Ferguson starts tomorrow. Just the same reason Bud Farson starts up front when, you know, he might want to try and move him out in the summer. I know he's got another if year. Ferguson before, starts but... tomorrow... I'm personally going to do a podcast after tomorrow night, especially <laughs> if we lose, yeah? And I'll be calling for Rowett to be fucking hung. Yeah, because tomorrow is an ideal opportunity to play a kid that has been on the bench for three or four games now, maybe two or three, who knows? Yeah, and let's just see what he can do. Let's see what he can do. I think a lot of people agree, though. So, you know, Barry saying here, said this weeks ago, nothing to lose, makes no fucking sense. Not involving them, surely experience is key. Joe said it as well, talking of youngsters, what about Tienza? Uh, Gavin agrees with Neil. 
Keith's also saying once we're safe, well, I mean, I feel like we're safe already. He'll play the kids. He needs to know if they can make the grade or not. This is my point as well. And I think when Neil's talking about, well, you know, it's dull to watch. There's not a lot of excitement around it. Obviously, we can't go to the game. So we're tuning into iFollow. We're paying our subscriptions to watch it. And, you know, you're sitting there watching the game thinking this isn't a good watch. Whereas if you saw three or four youngsters in there that were keen to make an impression to earn the shirt, you know, I saw Jed Wallace in the week talking about Danny McNamara and Ben Thompson, how their kits were the most dirtiest he's ever seen after Huddersfield away. You know, when you watch them players, we all identify with them. I think it's something to hold on to when the football's dull to watch. So I have to agree. I, agree. I think, yeah, I have go on, agree with, I, have to, I agree with Richard. I mean, look, you know, you've got kids sitting there. If you don't want them, then you've got to let them have a couple of games so that, you know, the agents can see him so, or, or so that the scouts can see him a bit and see what they're capable of. Because if you're not going to play him and keep him, you know, in the academy, then your investment in him and, and all that time and effort you put into him is, is wasted because, you know, I, I, I've got no idea what's happening with, you know, the strikers from the under-23s, why they're not getting a, a chance in, you know, in the first team, even if it's, you know, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes here, just as you're getting- Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. You might think most banks are the same. At Premise, we agree, and we don't like it. Most banks have been given a pass, and we wondered why. Then we wondered why not. Why not cut red tape? Why not offer actually free checking? Why not send a driver to you? Yeah, literally to your door. Premise is here to be different and be the first bank to get it right. Welcome to banking as it should be. Visit premisebank.com to see how. Member FDIC. Just seeing if I can do a change. Yeah, well, Alexander's been banned, hasn't he? George Alexander, he was yeah, banned for three games, how- I think. Yeah, but three games. So, I mean, how many games? Yeah, no, but like, he's three under twenty-three games. Yeah, 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 probably. And he's probably only played two. Yeah, did we have an under twenty-three game this week? I'm not sure, but I, I do actually we had, agree with... we had one. We had one last week yeah. and saw the and saw the man advertise that he's breaking lockdown rules by going to watch it. Which you know, I don't. Yeah, think but I do actually agree with David Taylor actually, where he says uh, he thinks that Rabbit is too stubborn. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, he's so, would so you, stubborn, he won't change his ways. But, but would you be that stubborn, though, if you're, you know, realistically, the fans are, are, are on the verge of, of going for him. And if the fans are in the stadium now, he would be getting dog shit abuse week in, week out. And would you risk um, bedding youngsters for, you know, to suddenly go from now to the end of the season that we don't win a game? And then all of a sudden, those youngsters are are, are country for it, his country for it. Or, you know, we're not saying that we want to bring in the whole under twenty three team, but you know what? Why why is it? You know, why couldn't you bring Alexander on or um or the other guy? I can't think of his name now. Malik is it? No, it's not Malik. Is it? It's um I can't think of his Abdul name. Abdul Malik. Think, Abdul Malik. Abdul Malik. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you he know, can't bring, even start bring the one of them in. So can he? But yeah, bring but one of them on in. The bench for the under twenty threes. Well, how about this one from uh, Mick Saunders, which is also another article from uh, News at the end this week. Uh, if you're listening, John Kelly, 
get in touch. But um, hope he gives Danny Mack a go. He spoke about competition for places and especially the right wing back position with more rotation expected this season. He says Danny Mack tomorrow might not have to wait much longer to be involved in the sides. And he's stressing the need for energy as much as possible in the wing back positions. Obviously, Scott Malone's quite a prominent outlet on that left hand side. Romeo's played the last eight games, something we spoke about for quite a while now. Why, why is Romeo getting the nod over the last eight games? McNamara came as a sub on last Saturday. I feel like McNamara will be back in tomorrow by the looks of it, if I'm reading between the lines, lads. But yeah, I mean, we spoke about why he's not playing him. I mean, hopefully McNamara gets a good run of games now and makes an impression, Neil. What do you reckon? Shouldn't ever have been dropped in the first place, in my mm. view. Uh, if, yeah, well, if he was injured or if he had a knock, yeah, that's fair enough. But to put him in for three or four games or however many games he put him in for, he definitely impressed in those three or four games. To my mind, he's a better he's a better crossover ball than Marlon Romeo. He gives us a lot more in the final third than Marlon Romeo, who seems to go so far up the pitch. He and if we're counter-attacked, we're fucked because he's nowhere to be found. Uh, very, very, very unlucky, Danny McNamara. Uh, I defy anybody to say any different. Maybe talking in a footballing sense and a business sense, you know, Romeo being contracted probably for next season. I don't know if he's contracted to be on next season. Maybe, Mickey, he's playing him to remind people he's, he's there and if he plays a few good games and he thinks McNamara is the number one for next season to play that right-back position, maybe he's thinking, if I can move Romeo on and get a fee for him to then reinvest in the squad, that could be an option, I suppose, maybe. You're on mute, Mickey. Marlon Romeo will have an agent working behind the scenes, yeah? So, if Mill will want rid of Marlon Romeo... Marlon Romeo's agent will find Marlon Romeo a club. That wasn't the point I was making, though. The, Neil, the point I was making when I asked Mickey there was is if he plays, he's worth more than if he doesn't play. Because if he doesn't play, no, it's cheaper. So. That's football, no, though, no? I disagree. How much is Shane Ferguson worth to Millwall? Nothing, because he's not playing. Zero. How much is yeah, Scott Malone good. worth if we sign him? More than Shane Ferguson, because he's playing. That's my point. Well, to be honest, no. No, well, it's Shane true. Ferguson isn't worth anything because he hasn't got that much time left on his contract. Because he hasn't yeah? got a new contract because he's why. not playing. And probably because he isn't actually good enough to get a new contract. So he's worth yeah? nothing? Yeah, but he's worth nothing because he because he, yeah, but it's not how many games you play, it's how long you've got on your it's contract. It's not about how many games you play, but my point to Mickey yeah. was is if he plays no games between January and end of the season, he'll be worth less in the transfer market, in the summer market, compared to if no, he plays he 10 games. No, I think wouldn't. he personally would be. But, no, um, go on, Mickey. I, I, was, I asked you the question, on, Mickey. What do, you, what do you think about that? I, no, I, I, I get the point you're making. I think you're right. I think, you know, it, it's the same as everything. If he's not if he's not playing, he's not fit, then the club what's taking him is going to take a bit of a risk. You know, they're not gonna, you're not going to get five million for him if he's not playing. If he's playing, then you're more likely to get that more or it could be a lot lower. I, I think there is... I don't think it's necessarily based all on on his appearances or anything else. But I do think that if he is playing, you've got something to mark against and go, well, actually, you know, we think he's worth this because, look, he assisted here, he did this here, he did that there, rather than him sitting on a bench and you've got nothing to, to hold it up. There's no point quoting a, an assist he did 18 months ago um, and saying, actually, he, he done there and there. I, I, I think they'll end up getting rid of him. Um, but again, only if the money's right, I think. Um, I don't think they're going to let him go for, for now. Um, but, you know, you announced to Stephen Lloyd 
Yeah, they haven't. They've actually got different agents. If he's got the same agent as Fred, he's Yeah, fucked. no, he hasn't. Yeah, no, he hasn't. Yeah, no, he hasn't. I know the management group that Marlon's with. Hmm. But, he's, you know, yeah, if he's got, got Fred Moran's management company, the old Manchester United player. That's all right, then, because at least then, if, he, if he's got the same agent as Fred, then he's fucked. No, he hasn't got the same agent. I think this is it, though. I think, you know, I think I do think, personally, if it's good to have the competition for the two places. Hopefully, Matt Morrow comes back in and, you know, storms it. Hopefully, we win the next three or four games and we see a good performance from him on the right-hand side and he just ma- makes sure, you know, that everyone's in no uncertain doubt that he's the one to take us forward, hopefully, in that position. So, yeah, I mean, we'll move forward to Derby County. I mean, we play him, obviously, tomorrow away at Pride Park. Last season, we won 1-0 there, if anyone remembers. I think it was Tom Bradshaw getting a contender for goal of the season, a decent volley where he took it over his shoulder and bodied it past the keeper when we were last allowed to go to away games, roughly. I think it was December 2019, if it sticks in the memory. But what are we expecting tomorrow, Mickey? Are you expecting a tough game? Uh, obviously, same to the chat. What are you expecting from Derby County tomorrow? Obviously, we played them early in the season. We lost 1-0 when we was allowed a couple of thousand fans in the game at the den. What's your hopes for tomorrow, Mickey? Well, I hope that we play for a draw or a win um, and that we get something out of the game because it's fucking piss poor watching us play the last couple of games. So, you know, we need to go in there with, you know, with a bit between the teeth. We need to go in there with something about us and and, and go. And I, I, I don't think it's going to be big. I mean, Rooney's a cunt. So um, <laughs> I think it's, you know, um, I think we're probably looking at maybe one nil, Maybe maybe two nil, but I think it's 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 not going to be massive. If we're talking form table, Neil, uh, last five games, it's twentieth Millwall versus twenty first Derby County. Millwall scoring four and conceding six. Derby scoring three and conceding six, and we've got the same record. Played five, won one each, lost two, and drew two. What's your hopes tomorrow, mate? I think it's got nil nil written all over it personally. But what do you reckon? <laughs> Right, I think that Wayne Rooney is a granny prosy shagging cunt. As you ever think that Mickey missed the start off it? Yeah. I did miss uh, off. That was that was Neil for the lawyers <laughs> watching. Okay, yeah, Neil Fizzler and not any of the thoughts of yeah, that it's actually podcast. Fact. And they... it's fact. It's fact. It is fact. <laughs> Still... It is fact. It is fact. <laughs> Nothing else. It is fact. <laughs> uh, what do I think? Derby was actually one of my favourite away games. Yeah, I've got to be honest. Some very good memories are there. Saw Barry Hales. Anybody go to that one, the New Year's Day game? Was that when he scored last uh, minute? He scored a hat-trick. Oh, OK. I think I'm thinking of Wolves, maybe, when Barry Hales scored the last-minute winner for us, maybe. But, um, he scored a hat-trick. 3-1, a 3-1 win, I think it was. But it's always one of those grounds that's pretty easy to get to. Hour and three quarters on the train from St Pancras, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, plenty of pubs in and around. Always actually quite lively because we actually remind them that they closed all the coal mines down. Uh, and it's just one of those quite good away grounds you ever to go to. Quite near the I'll... station, so you so you're back in London. Fairly swiftish if you don't stay up there, but tomorrow. I want to be positive, yeah, but they've not really given us an awful lot to be positive about over the last few weeks, have they? Hopefully, hopefully, uh, the midweek off has done us some good. Uh, 
but I'd feel a little bit more confident going up there if we had some of the injured players back, if Keith was back. Keith! Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, can George Evans play? Was that part of the agreement when we signed him? Did they insist that he couldn't play against them uh, when we go back there? Because that means we've got Alex Pierce back in the side, doesn't it? So there's a whole load of things. I can't be positive. I think, yeah, I think we're going to get done and we're going to get done 2 3 0. Um, I, I'm more hopeful. I mean, based on absolutely nothing. So, yeah, you can throw it back in my face and go, for what reason am I hopeful? I don't really know. I feel I feel confident that Derby are in as much as bad form as we are. And we, we should hopefully have a bounce back, like you say, Neil, because we didn't play midweek. It's interesting you mentioned about um, away days at Derby being quite exciting and like good memories. Maybe for me, more recent times, like I remember that last game of the season under Jacket before he resigned. And it was nil-nil. And obviously, I think Connor Salmon comes on. I'm coating him off to my mates going, hey, shit, it's all right, we've got this. And then he scores. And at that point, we're relegated. And I think then Palace, obviously... Peterborough and Palace. I think Palace do us a favour and relegate Peterborough that day for us. So I, my memories of Derby are not necessarily as great. I remember going there just before Christmas and Adam's in the chat, but he always we always talk about it, you know, the game before Christmas away from home, we always get coated 3-0. And we did that day as well. And I think, you know, that was a shitter. That wasn't great. Um, and But yeah, I mean, I suppose the more recent times it's been a good hunting ground for us. A couple of 1-0 wins in the last two trips to Pride Park. So I'm hopeful. I think, you know, you're right. Injuries are still a problem. But I think, you know, I think he's going to change formation tomorrow, personally. I can see a change up there. Um, and we'll talk about my team in a minute, maybe. But I'm hopeful that, you know, we can maybe what give him a better smoking? game. What have I, you been smoking? I'm hopeful. I'm always hopeful for me all. I don't know why. It's the Friday before a game. I'm always hopeful. You know, I sit there and I'll tell you it and I'll go, you know, we're going to win tomorrow. Come five past three on Saturday, I'm brought down to earth. And this is why I need to be at the games because I'm normally had a few by then. And I'm like, well, let's go and get a drink, you know, get an early drink at half time. So, you know, that's why it matters. But I'm, just, I'm always hopeful the Friday before a game. I can't help it. I'm always confident. I, I just I just can't see it the way we've been playing. Yeah. I just really can't see it the way we've been playing. And you just know that Lee Gregory is going to, I, a lot of people have mentioned it in the chat. You can just see Lee Gregory getting one of them, can't you? I just think it's going to be nil-nil. There you go. I'll say it. I'm saying I'm hopeful, but I'll take a nil-nil tomorrow as well, to be honest with you, at this point. Uh, as long as we don't get battered and, you know, it doesn't cause turmoil online, I'll take a nil-nil. But, yeah, um, there you go. I think that's what it was from Gavin here, this game that I, I was mentioning there. It was 3 down after 20 minutes absolutely piss poor game at Christmas time and like just thought well what's the point of that journey and then go and have an early beer that's pretty much it um, Charlie here saying Gregory's missed two pens and we nick it last minute through Bennett I love that prediction um, Joe Zampa it'll be a cagey game but both teams low on confidence and we end up a draw nil nil or 1-1 I think I'm going to share that I mean Mickey you're going to give us a prediction you're going to agree with that I think that's. I think he's there or we're just going to nick it with a you know with a 1-0 um, or, or you know 1-0 I think we're just gonna. I think we probably nick it, but yeah, I can't see being a lot in it. It's not, you know, you watch tomorrow. We're gonna get spanked, fucking five nil or something. You know what I mean? Two three from Allen, two one loss from David Taylor. Um, interesting prediction, David. I think you know you're probably in Neil Fizzler's camp at the moment, ain't you? I think the pair of you, but uh, yeah, one one from Gavin, one nil. Yeah, but look at Barry's comment towards the bottom. Barry, what he said here? More chance of me getting my leg over. <laughs> 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 and I'll win in tomorrow. 
Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. There's more chance yeah. for us getting in a boozer. I well, make sure you tell us next week, Barry. Tomorrow. Make sure you tell us next week if uh, if you manage to do it this weekend, don't you? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, be... and Darren's got the right idea there, though, hasn't he? Look, it's true. We can't play any fucking worse than we did last week, mate. We were dog shit. Hence, hence why we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Hence why we didn't do a show. And hence why we fucking we thought fuck it. We won't really talk about it at the beginning of the show because it was it was dog shit. We didn't need to be reminded of it. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's one of those, isn't it? You know, um, we'll wait and see. Let's see how fucking shit we are. Right. I think he plays to a four-two-three-one or four-four-two. I think he changes it up to me. I don't know what you two think, but I think um, with uh, also Malone not being available, I think there was murmurings of potentially Murray Wallace coming back. And that could be also be an option if he does make it in time, for, uh, if he passes I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to see Murray Wallace start the game because how long has he been out for? Two yeah. months? Yeah. Big, big, big risk that is. I'd just rather he just played the kid there. Just play the kid there. Just see what he can yeah. do. Play could the he, fucking could, could he play McNamara at left wing back or Romeo at left wing back? Is that an option, chaps, do you reckon? Or what does the chat think? No, could... well, Romeo's too right-footed, isn't he? Mm. Well, it could be then McNamara. Have, have, you ever seen, have you ever seen him use his left foot? Have you ever seen McNamara use his left foot? I think I, I'd like to see Tienza play there, but I don't know. You, you seem to think that Ferguson would play there 20 minutes ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think this is what Rowett will go for. I've got to be honest. If Morris isn't fit and he has a choice between Tienzo and Ferguson, I think he goes with Ferguson. It's a safer option for him, isn't it? Yeah, Richard Lacey's got on the predictions very early again. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> Smith, mate. Richard, you were definitely not well, mate. You, but then again, the last time you predicted a 4 all, I think we scored four goals, didn't we? Yeah. Well, Romeo has been left back before, apparently, according to Billy Pork. Romeo has been played at left back there before. Um, Fair enough. Joe's saying the same thing. I'd love to see Tienza there. Go on then, Neil. Give me your team for tomorrow. Your preferred eleven. Don't think about what Rowe would play. What would you play tomorrow? Come on. Give me it. Give yeah, me come it. to Mickey. I need to write it down. Mickey, do you want me to go first? Or are you going to give then. me a start eleven for tomorrow? Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. I'll go Bielkowski in goal. Um, I would go with a back four. I would play... Danny Mack at right back. I would play Hutchinson and Cooper, centre-half pairing. I would then play Tienza left-back. I would play Evans alongside... Oh, this is a tough one now, isn't it? I'll play... If it was me, I would play Evans and Mitchell in the middle. Mitchell bombing on, Evans sitting deep, because then Evans could then maybe try and you know support the back two, so to speak, and Hutchinson and Cooper. I would then play a, f- a three behind the striker of Bennett on the left, Wallace on the right... And then I would probably play Ben Thompson behind the striker. And the striker would be for me. Oh, see, this is going to get shit, lads. How how can you pick this middle team? It's so impossible to pick it at the moment. I'm going to say it, but Farton up top. Right. I would agree with you. But we all know that Ryan Woods will play. Yep. Yep. So it will be Woods instead of Thompson. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you until there. And as for the striker, 
Yeah, exactly. It's unbearable, isn't it? I've seen Bradshaw's apparently fit after his Achilles niggle. So, would you play Bradshaw considering he scored a goal there last season? <laughs> I'd, yeah, well, I'd play anyone there above fucking Bavardson. You know fun. what? It's a Bavardson, right? And I know you're. I know, and I know for good reason. You're not a Bavardson fan, but the thing is with Bavardson that gives me just a little glimmer, not even hope, just glimmer, is he can bring the ball down. And his link-up play is better than most of our strikers. So if you play a single man up front and he's mobile, that's the only thing going through. I'm not saying he's going to score us goals. I'm not saying he's going to, you know, be the match winner for us. However, if he makes the ball stick. You play it over to him. He'll bring it down on his chest. He'll try and then bring in on-running players, the likes of Wallace and Bennett or Thompson, if it's behind him as well. That's the only reason why I would play Bud Farson out of all the all the strikers we've got at the moment. So Hall's injured. I guess he'd play if it was me. But yeah, it, it's difficult. And I think it'd be interesting oh. to see how we do without Malone tomorrow because obviously Malone being... Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Get that off the screen, Mick. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, I've said, yeah, well, I've said some controversial things in my time. Yeah. I think mm. we will all agree. But, <laughs> but Charlie, like, <laughs> shouldn't it be the other way around? Well, yeah, look, Barry, Barry knows about, um, about, I think Barry, I saw a comment there, I got just removed, but Barry was, oh, there he is, 15 next season, if uh, Bob Farson gets 15 next season, the famous streak. I'm so confident, you know, like, honestly, Bob Farson would never score 15 goals from all ever. Ever in a season, it would never happen. Silly, mate. We need to do a fucking. No, we need to do a group up, mate. Fucking career. He we need to get a group up, mate. We need to bribe the opposition for that one, mate. Let him have fifteen goals over a couple of games, mate, and then fucking watch Omar streak down the blue. The irony is, though, everyone's talking about Woods, and I know we spoke about Woods copious amounts of times this season. I think he would play well in a four-two-three-one. I think he would play well with a Billy Mitchell next to him. And I think he played okay on Saturday, all things considered. I know we weren't great, but first off, I thought him and Mitchell were linking up quite well together. Mm-hmm. And I know we couldn't really talk about the game afterwards because we didn't do the show. And uh, to be honest with you, if we'd done a show, it would be doom and gloom. It feels doom and gloom now and it's not even the game yet. So, you know, this is the, what it's like at the moment to be a Millwall fan, I think. And we're capturing that. You know, this is it. But I do think... Woods with a midfield of like maybe Mitchell and Thompson, players that can do the running for him and he can sit deep. I think that could work. And then you've got Tienza and maybe McNamara like bombing on aside him and he can sit deep. I don't see why that couldn't work personally. But yeah, I'm not personally Woods' biggest fan this season, but it's one of those ones, isn't it? Go on, one of you two take the floor. I, I don't know. I, I'm not Woods' biggest fan either. I think you know Woods is is a marmite player, but when he does when he does come on, he, he plays well. Would I with some of the people on Twitter saying, "Oh, he's a fucking you know he's our best player," this and that. Fucking hell, mate, keep taking the drugs. He, 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 look, he, he's not great for us at all, you know. And talking about stuff he's done in his career years back, he, 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 you know, is he, is one thing, but. Um, I just, I think we play differently when he ain't in the team. It's one Whatever thing it saying he's our best player. It's another thing saying he is the most efficient player in the side. When people are saying he's our best player, they're saying he's a Paul Scholes for Man United. You know what I mean? As in, Paul Scholes wasn't Man United's best player, but he was the most appreciated for being the best footballer. And I think a lot of people say that about Ryan Woods, where Woods could get the ball and you could tell him where to stick it. And on a sixpence, he's probably the best player in the side to do that. And that's it. I think with Woods, though, 
same as what Skulls had, you know, Skulls had players around him that would do the, you know, that would make up for him. I'm not comparing him to Skulls, but I think, you know, a lot of the people... The only thing they've got in common is they're both ginger. There you go. Well, there's another one. Yeah, but it'd be quite five frank. Nothing. Yeah, but that's where the comparison ends. But I think yeah. Woods doesn't play to Mill's system. Woods doesn't fit into the way we're playing with three centre-halves behind him. That's what I personally think. Yeah, no, I agree with that. He needs to have a different formation, or the best formation is probably Woods on the bench, if I'm honest. But <laughs> we'll have to wait and see where we go with it. Do you know what well, I mean? But at yeah. one time in his career, played right back for Brentford, filled in there a couple of times, and I think for Shrewsbury as well. There's a there's a thought for you guys. I remember seeing that before. You play right back in the dressing room. Well, there you go. <laughs> but like you know, and, and Gavin, you're saying comparing Woods to Skulls. I'm not comparing. I'm saying that the same way people looked at him. Woods look people look at Woods and Millwall fans look at Woods. When Woods got that assist the other week and for Bennett's goal and we won the game again, who was it against? Yeah, I can't even remember. When Woods got the assist, everyone was like, There he is, the best player in the world, the best players ever play at the den. It's like that reaction was because everyone was waiting for that moment to jump on it and go, he's actually done something to contribute to a goal. Yeah, were they special needs by any chance, these people? Neil, honestly, everyone was reacting yeah. on Twitter. Everyone no, they weren't. Everyone was calling yeah. the yeah, ginger pearl. Yeah, but it was a decent ball. It was a decent ball. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, but nothing more, nothing worse than that. Really, it's it's what he it's it's what he should be able to do. Yeah, but but if you're going to believe everything that's on Twitter, fucking hell! I'm not saying I believe what's on Twitter. I'm saying this is what people talk about. What do you mean? Listen, Twitter's Twitter's real. Don't 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 oh, ruin the myth. Real? Yeah, no, oh. Twitter is real. Don't 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 ruin the myth. The the wokey left and everyone else, mate. Twitter is real. Just it's real life. Don't don't ever. Oh, you can't make those accusations, mate. Come on, Neil. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Come on. It's um, it's real life and everything else. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, look, Twitter, Facebook, everything, mate. It, it is what it is. You got to take it as it is. Um. And, you know, people will always give you an opinion what we don't always agree with. But, you know, to, to come out with Woods is the best player is, you know, I mad. Think it. I, I'm I know, not, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I generally, a lot of people really Have you seen that. anything to sit there and go, yeah, he is? I mean, how much do you reckon Woods is worth? Oh, you're talking about valuations now. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Neil are worth... back and forth there already. You reckon I, he's I, worth five million? Stoke paid five million pounds for. for is he Red worth five million now? No chance. No chance. No chance. Would you he's value? Probably worth. A, you, he's probably you, worth about half a million quid. Would you I'd value him higher or lower than Romeo? <laughs> I would say Romeo would be valued just a bit more than Ryan Woods in the current market because Romeo is a couple of years younger than him and plays in a right back position that I think. You could probably it's more sought after than a central midfielder where you could probably get more options. That's you could probably get say. about half a million quid for Ryan Woods, and I think you're probably looking at around about the same for Marlon Romeo. To be honest, mm-hmm. if if you're going to get anything more for Romeo, it's it's potential value, isn't it? And I think a lot of people say um, here, you know, Gavin saying five hundred grand packet of fags from Barry um, <laughs> from there, uh, free in the summer from Richard. He's not free in the summer. He's got another year left on his contract at Stoke City. So that's uh, that's that bit that uh, 
bust the myth, bust the myth, burst the myth. What's the right word I'm looking for there? But um, yeah, Wiz is worth a packet of cheese and onion crisps. Romeo, 400 grand from Gavin. So that's a little bit less than what he values at Ryan Woods. Um, he definitely isn't worth a packet of fruit pastels. Now, now that that's quite an interesting one there. Oh, no, please, no. No, I think but who would sign of... Romeo? That's a good point. The same yeah, but there's much better players in the same position, isn't there? Who Romeo? would sign Marlon Romeo? Marlon Romeo falls in the exact same category as who would sign Scott Malone when we sold Scott Malone to Cardiff. And then Scott mm-hmm. Malone went to Cardiff. And we looked at uh, Malone thinking, you know, we'll have him or not have him. The exact same way now as we did when we're looking at Marlon Romeo now. I couldn't actually believe that that uh, that that somebody paid eight million quid for for Scott Malone, didn't they? Yeah, we didn't others feel paying absolute it wasn't eight million, I don't think. Maybe King, a couple of million. King's ransom. No, well, this it wasn't. Is it. it was a hell of a lot of money. I don't think it was eight million. If it was eight million, I'd be surprised. I think, you know, I think I think a couple of million, but then he also ended up playing in the Premier League for Fulham, Scott Malone, and Huddersfield. So like, you know, the same good thing could happen to Romeo, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think the most Malone's ever gone for, I'd say is a couple of mil or nil, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, I mean, I think we've almost ran our course. I think I'm going to wait to see Neil fact check this because I want to see it. And I want him to um, not apologise, but say I was right when he sees it's not £8 million. £8 million for Scott Malone? What, would you pay that for at one point in his career, Nick, Mickey? No. <laughs> um, so the, Gavin no. mentioned about Barton Cooper, most important to us. Who's our most valuable asset in the at the club? Jake Cooper. That's a, that's a good question. I, I would probably say, yeah, I would. I would probably say Jake Cooper. To be fair, well, or but... it's an undisclosed fee. Oh, hide them behind undisclosed fees, but we know undisclosed fees. So who would? Who's our most? Who's our most valuable? Player? Yeah, Jake, who, Cooper, who, yeah. Jake Cooper. Jake Cooper or, or Barton? It or Jed Wallace, no. obviously. But I think Jed Jake Cooper is. I think Jake Cooper is the most. Jed Wallace. Jed Wallace. Uh, it'll be it will be Wallace or Cooper. Goalkeepers traditionally outside the Premier League don't go for big money. Yeah, but it's in not not, not as in not as in currency, it's in valuation that way. It's in most important oh, right. to Millwall. Yeah, well, oh, sorry, as our most important player to us. Yeah, but all day long. For me, I think if Cooper went to, if He's, Cooper went to Rangers when he was spoken points. about. If Cooper went to Rangers when it was spoke about in the past, I reckon Cooper would have gone for maybe six, seven, eight million pounds easily. Because you look at some of the players that they've since signed as well. And it was, that five to, it was it, between five and ten, wasn't it? Where, if you're Millwall, you, were, you wouldn't at the time you wouldn't have accepted less than five million at, at a minimum. And I think maybe Wallace, you probably could say in the market, probably would be worth a little bit more if he was, you know, playing to the form he was playing at last season at that point. So maybe Wallace, Wallace would be ten million. Probably worth between eight and. Eight and ten million, I think you could easily get for Jed Wallace. Mm. Um, but just I think, to... but I think as being our most valuable player to us, I think it's Bart because I think he he actually saves yeah. us a lot more points than he actually. How about this I question think, before we wrap I up, think, here, lads? I what think that's a good question for which international up to the Premiership right now. I mean, we'll talk about it right now, and then we'll talk about international mm. break as well. Then, um, quick Premier fire league. question: Who can step up to the Premier League in the middle squad right now, Mickey? Go on, you go. Jed could probably do it, and possibly, possibly, I don't know, possibly Evans. Cooper could. Cooper Cooper could. In a, yeah, well, in a team that's a Sheffield United, say, a Fulham. Yeah, yeah, lower end team, yeah. Yeah, 
yeah, I shoehorn yeah, a lot of our players. I shoehorn a lot of our players into Burnley squad because Neil Harris built a squad based on Sean Dyche's methods and how he yeah. ran at a football club. And I think I shoehorn a lot of our players. And I think Cooper and Wallace are the two that I would say if they went to Burnley, they would do a job. If Cooper was to go anywhere else in the Premier League, maybe Sheffield United is exception there, maybe, but they would quickly get found out because you know they're not good with the ball at their feet. A lot of clubs mm. like to play football, like passing it around. Whereas Burnley, I would look. Neil Harris tried to replicate what Sean Dyche done at Burnley, and he used to talk yeah. about it a lot when he was our manager, Neil Harris. So I, I would think... also say Cooper. Uh, sorry, uh, but potentially, yeah, potentially, yeah. potentially. But but the thing about the Premier League is that I think he, I personally think he's a lot better than a lot of goalkeepers you see in the Premier League, especially ones that come from some far flung. Non <laughs> easy country, yeah. And, oh, uh, Barry. Romeo Liverpool, yeah. For Liverpool. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I tell you what, I will personally pay for John Sitton to drive him up there. <laughs> right before we wrap up, uh, what have we got coming up on our pod this week? Have we got an interline there lined up for this week? Have we any moment? We we possibly have. Um, if not, we've got a uh, who are you? What? So one one or the other, it will be. What I haven't told you is I have actually arranged a Into the Lions then on Wednesday morning. Well, let's not say who it is for the moment in case it doesn't come to fruition at the moment. So um, Yeah, but he has let me down twice before, but he did actually phone me at half 11 last night and apologise. And with a bit of luck, if Mill will put on a performance that at least makes us want to talk about it, we'll be back tomorrow night with a Just... few more bits and bobs. Go on, Mickey. Listen, if you lot have an opinion, which you do on here, um, you can go on our website after the game, which is you know, that meal podcast, www.thatmealpodcast.co.uk. And right at the top of the page, there is a button where you can leave us a voice message. Um, it's completely anonymous. We ain't got a clue who you are. You just press it, record it while you're on your phone, on your laptop, whatever you want. But if you do that after the game, then basically when we record the show over the weekend, we put, you know, Omar will put your voices um on the show at the end of the show. So if you want to hear yourself on one of the podcasts, then that's the the easiest way to do. Um, and if you want to get involved in a show, if you want to come on here and have your vent, your, your spleen or, or get involved in one of the other shows, again, there is a, a button on there. And also there's a button on there for quite a few other bits and pieces. So check out the website. Um, it, it hopefully will guide you. And those of you who listen to us on YouTube and not really into podcast or don't have the first idea about podcasts, again, go on the website and you'll find that there's a few different players on there. There's Apple, there's Spotify, and there's our own one. And you'll be able to listen to uh, all the back shows. And remember, if you listen to us on, on YouTube or you want to check us out on YouTube, just make sure to subscribe because most of the people who watch us or get involved don't yet subscribe. Um, and we're, our numbers are close to 200 and we're moving. So if we can break the 200 mark this weekend, that'd be superb. And uh, tell your mates and, and get more people on there because uh, the higher the number we get, we get it's like it's like playing Mario, brother, isn't it? The more the more chips you get, mate, the more benefits you uh, you open up. So uh, yeah, it's all good fun. Well said, Mickey. I can think Neil's itching to say something. So go on, Neil. Can I just say that I will commit to do a show tomorrow night? And if there's anybody in the chat who wants to do it, if Mickey and Omar aren't available, hit us up on Twitter. And we'll actually, yeah, well, we'll actually do a show with you after the game tomorrow night talking about that game if Omar and Mickey aren't available. And if, yeah, if they are available and you want to come on and join the three of us 
superb. But I'll but I will do a show tomorrow night if somebody else wants to come on and wants to talk about it if you two aren't available. Cool. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Mickey obviously said everything you need to do. If you haven't done it already, be sure to subscribe. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Cheers, guys. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that. That's why I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.